it's a new week. Should we just refresh what the scores are? Go over where we're at? You're still losing across the board. <laughs> All right. So it is true. It is, well, it is true. You're in second place in the, the guesses, but I've already admitted that. <laughs> this is unfair to me. For, so for, for the guesses, Christiane has stumped us six times. Yeah. I've guessed five times. Tom has guessed one. But then for the lightning round, Tom is in the lead eight to five yeah. over me. Now, what I would like to know, because we did change up how we do the, the beginning yes. quiz, yes. is for people listening, do they know any of this stuff? Because I, I have a hunch that they don't, and they feel like I do, and they are disappointed in, in the beginning quizzes because they don't know any of the, the information. So the only feedback I would gotten was Adam Lewis on Twitter had said – I mean we've gotten good feedback, yeah. but none oh, of the yeah. guesses – that him and his family listen at dinner, and they all try to guess. I forgot to send them a message. Uh, it's too late. <laughs> too <Yeah>. late. <laughs> it's already too late. <laughs> oh, well. Um, the, uh, he, he mentioned that he was able to guess Buttonbush before either of us asked a question, mm-hmm. So, which was very impressive. But then he went over yeah. on the lightning round. Yeah. Maybe Adam Lewis should come be the <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, let's start off. What what do you got for us today? First up is a deciduous tree. It is 100 to 130 foot tall, but usually reaching only about 80 foot. It is native to northeast Canada, west to North Dakota, southwest to Utah, and south to Texas, and east to Florida. That's confusing. Um, And then the wetland indicator status is facultative upland. All right. That could be a lot of things. What's the fall color? It is a bright, clear yellow. Okay. I think I know. I say that almost every time, (laughs) and then I get it wrong. (laughs) What is the leaf shape? The leaf shape? This will really either crush my dreams or help me a lot. (laughs) Is 12 inches to 24 inches long with 15 to 23 leaflets. Ovate, lanceolate, and finely serrate. All right. I did not know. All right. Uh, All right. Do you have a guess, Tom? Uh, What I was going to guess was... uh, Let me me write real fast. Why are you covering? covering? Because. All right. Go ahead. What I was going to guess was American Beach, but then the leaf shape does not align with what I thought about American Beach. I don't know what else, what else to guess. <laughs> so. All right. I'm going to guess White Ash Fraxinus Americanus. Both of you are wrong. It's the Eastern Black Walnut. Oh. Huh, I didn't think about that with fall color, but it makes sense with the leaf shape. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All I need that, to listen to all the clues. Where, where's, where's all the juggalo jokes now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Welcome back to a new week of A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. I am Fran. And I'm Tom. And I'm Christiane. And today's plant is Juglans nigra, which is eastern black walnut. At, at, at some point, we have to... Like for trees, like I needed the leaf shape, which got me closer. I, I wish we would have asked fruit 
Yeah. You know, obviously that would have given us yeah. a little bit of a an edge on this one. But, yeah, even with all the clues, to me it could have been a, a few items uh, which made it difficult, and I just happened to guess mm-hmm. wrong. But, oh, well, here we go. So uh, as Christiane mentioned, it gets 100 to 130 feet, typically reaches only about 80 feet. Uh, it's facultative upland ranging from northeast Canada, west to North Dakota, southwest to Utah, south to Texas, and east to Florida. It is a deciduous tree in the Juglandaceae family. It has alternate; it's alternate with leaves emerging late and dropping early, with twelve to twenty-four inch long, uh, fifteen to twenty-three leaflets, ovate lancelot, finely serrated, three-lobed leaf scar resembling a monkey face. I I never knew that. I'm going to be looking at some <laughs> black walnut. Did. Now I got to go check it out. So. Uh, the bark is typically gray-black and deeply furrowed into thin ridges that give the bark a diamond-shaped pattern. Uh, under competition, it develops a tall and straight trunk, and when in open areas, has a short trunk and broad crown. Uh, it's monoecious, and the male flowers are in drooping catkins, and uh, these are born from axillary buds on the previous uh, previous year's growth. Uh, where the, while the female flowers are terminal in clusters of two to five on the current year's growth, and that bloom time is April to May. You know, I've witnessed it in open, definitely having a shorter trunk and mm-hmm. a wider crown, and is it, it's definitely different when you see it in a, a forested setting. Yeah. Um, you know, I've I've noticed it in like hickory forests, mm-hmm. kind kind of competing in the same way, and then having yeah. a big specimen yeah. outside. Um, the fruit ripens during the summer fall into spherical fruit uh, with brownish green, semi fleshy husk and brown corrugated nut. Which uh, makes a good weapon, since we were talking about kids <laughs> with weapon, but it does stain <laughs> because of the tannins. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're not getting that off your hands. Uh, the fall color is bright, clear yellow. The light requirements are full or partial sun with a lifespan of about 130 years. And what I love to see is there is a champion tree, which is in Kalamazoo, Michigan, with a two, 242.2 foot circumference. It's 102.42 feet tall. With a 124.83 foot spread. That's I, quite I'm going to have to assume that the circumference is 242 inches. Yeah. Could you imagine 240? That's, that's pretty a, big. <laughs> yeah. That's like a football field around. Weren't almost. we just giving you a compliment yeah. with your organization? Yeah. <laughs> and I told you it was very poorly placed. <laughs> the. Uh, it is susceptible to uh, thousand cankers disease and European canker. And the root system usually consists of a deep taproot, several widespreading lateral roots, and the roots secrete juglone, a toxic substance found in the leaves, barks, nut husks, and root of black walnut trees, somewhat preventing other plants from mm-hmm. from colonizing or naturalizing underneath of it. Yeah, so the nuts are food for many rodents and birds and make up about 10% of the diet of eastern fox squirrels. Uh, the eastern screech owl roosts on the limbs of the black walnut, and it supports the hickory horn devil. Uh, larvae, which have one brood and appear from mid or May to mid-September. It's also the larval host for the banded hair streak butterflies and the luna moth. And, uh, and if you go back and listen to our Native Plants Healthy Planet episode where we did the moth night, um, we talk about that a little bit, how there's certain stuff that we were finding, luna moths being one of them, that you knew, okay, hey, this is here. This is something that you're only going to find around black walnuts because the larval stage, they don't fly that far. The larval stage will only feed on things in that walnut family, but typically it's black walnut. Um, so there's got to be one within like 150 yards. 
and you look around, we had tons over there. Yeah. So it was like, oh, there's that, there's one right there. There's another. But so it was just kind of you. That whole episode was basically a lot of it was the moths in particular are just so linked to certain families of trees or even just species of trees that you can tell what the flora is in your area based off of what moths you find in like a, a period of window at night. It was a very cool indicator yeah. with, without a doubt. Uh, so as far as uses, uh, it is used for furniture and as an interior finish. The veneer is used for the highest grade cabinets and plywood panels, which I wasn't aware of. That's That one's new to me. Um, figured black walnut stocks are prized for expensive shotguns and sporting rifles. Uh, there's a yellow dye made from the uh, fruit husks. Seed is used in candy making, cleaning abrasives, and explosives. That's quite the uh, range there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Candy to explosives. Uh, ground shells are used as a non-slip agent in automobile tires and as a filtering agent for scrubbers and smokestacks. And the ground shell products are used to deburr precision gears in automotives and clean jet engines in the airline industry. That's that's, that's quite else. yeah yeah <laughs> it's just that's you can use this thing for an, anything. So uh, the nuts of black walnut are eaten plain or with honey and used to flavor cakes, candy, and ice cream. Who doesn't love wet walnuts on their ice cream? Um, Me, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, brand. Um, Native Americans use the nuts for food and extract the black dye from the roots. And uh, the black walnut is mentioned in many Native American creation myths. And um, Going back to some of the edible uses, one of the things I'm going to try this year is to make uh, a green black walnut jam. So when Ooh. the nuts aren't quite ripe, you uh, or I, when I say not, they're formed, but they aren't even close to being ripe. They're still green. You can actually uh, basically make a jam out of them, and it's supposed to be similar in consistency to figs. Wow, so, that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, so I'm gonna try that. I'm really amazed. You know, when when you talk about plants now, this is one that can be tricky because of the jug loan, and it does limit what can grow under and around it. Um, but when you look at uses and pollinator and mm-hmm. larval host and all the things and and edibility and the mass that it produces produces, especially here in the Northeast, after having lost chestnuts and things like that. Mass producers like this are very important to wildlife. So um, let's do the lightning round. All right. Let's see how, how we fare today. First up is true or false. Black alder and Russian olive interplanted with black walnut increases the nut yield. Okay. True or false. Fruiting will begin within three years. True or false, heartwood of the black walnut is of poor quality and value. All right. True or false, black walnut can cause issues for dogs and horses if parts of the tree or nut are consumed. Okay. And last is true or false, most of the tree, including leaves, Stems and fruit husks have a very pungent or spicy odor, but not the nut itself. All right. I'm second-guessing all of my answers right now. The, yeah, the last I, one I went I'm... with my gut, but then I wanted to change at least three of them. Let's see how my gut is. You ready, Tom? Yeah, I, I, okay. <laughs> we'll right. go with it. First up is true black alder and Russian olive increase the available nitrogen in the soil. 
It makes sense. Oh, that's uh, nitrogen I was gonna, fixing. And okay. I was going to say, oh, yeah, you wouldn't be throwing something about Russian olives in a uh, positive that's what I was, light here. That's what that's, I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, ah, you know, that's an invasive, you know, exotic. That's that's not going to play well. Go ahead. Not for us, but maybe in other areas. Yes. Uh, the next is false fruiting may begin within four to six years old, but it traditionally takes 20 years for a large crop. Okay. Then we have false. The heartwood is heavy, hard, and strong with very little warping as it dries. Then we have true. Black walnut can cause tremors and seizures in dogs and laminitis laminitis or colic in horses. Tom, where are you at? Three or four. I've already well, I'm two for four. So Tom has to get this wrong and I have to get it right for the tie. Well I guess we got a fifty fifty shot. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Last was true. Uh the nut is the only thing without an pungent or spicy odor. Tom, what did you get it right? Yeah I got it right. Uh, I was I trying to throw you off my face. <laughs> make it yeah, I got it right too. So Tom, I I went three for five. Tom went four for five, which is still well. I guess it's not passing, but and I I thinking about it back, I said, oh yeah, we got a fifty fifty shot. I had a fifty fifty shot of getting it right or not, but then you also had a fifty fifty shot of getting it right or not. Someone who's much better statistics would tell me <laughs> what the actual percentage of us coming in a tie would have been. All right, let's so. update. So Christian did win the guest today. Tom wins the lightning round. Frank gets further and further away. <laughs> So, big question is, are you putting this in your yard, Tom? Um, not not in my direct yard, but I, like I have that the, a hedgerow next to my house. I I, I think it would be great in there, okay. but um, but in my yard itself, I'd have to think about it because it it does drop a lot of nuts. Yeah, and uh, which is good if you're going to collect them, but if you're not. Or you're not going to collect all of them, it can be a, a hassle. Yeah. And it causes a lot of issues with. So it's, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't know many people who are going out and planting them because they tend to be present a lot. And, um, and then like people a, tend to, like, have a legacy one, that one that's yeah. been there, and then they dislike that they can't plant as much around it as they want to. Yeah. How about you, Christian? Nope. I hate walnuts on my ice cream and I don't need what an the heck automotive is wrong cleaner. With you people? What? What is wrong with you people? Well, I ha- That's like uh, the best ice cream topping. What? Walnuts and pecans are the only two nuts that I refuse to. Pe- pecans are like one of the kings of nuts. That's fine. Yeah. You know, everyone in my family has nut allergies. Yeah. Actually, Fran, I, I understand. You just not yeah. liking them, I don't get it. I think <laughs> one of the funny Which things. Which means you're wrong. You, you I don't understand. You here. mentioned pecans. Agatha once bought a pecan pie, and yeah. she's like, have you ever had it before? I was like, no, not with a nut out. She goes, this is amazing. Like, I've eaten half of it. And then she came back like like a day later, and she's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm breaking out like oh, in God. these hives. Yeah. I was like, well, what's changed? Did you change any like skincare soap? And she's like, no. And I'm like, you think maybe it's a pecan pie? And she goes, yeah. oh, maybe. You know, I bet you it is. And then we talked about it, and we narrowed it down that it was. She mm-hmm. goes, well – guess i'm gonna have one more piece and get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> because it was too delicious not to not to have but uh a great way to start off the week uh christiane stumping us again and fran losing again again let's keep that streak <laughs> keep that streak alive uh we will be back tomorrow for another episode and until then keep it native 
Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Hey everyone, this is Fran. And Tom. And we just wanted to give you a quick reminder to tune in every Friday to our other podcast, Native Plants Healthy Planet. Yeah, so on Native Plants Healthy Planet, we dive into all different kinds of subjects revolving around native plants and our ecology and having a healthy planet. We have guests from uh, from colleges, from other podcasts, from different nonprofits we work with, even authors. It's a really good time. We hope you join us over there. Make sure you tune in, and until then, keep it native.